How you doing, Heather? I'm doing good. And yourself? Oh, I'm good. I've been doing this uh, songwriting thing with everybody right now, and it's just been going crazy. Yeah, it's uh, everyone is so excited. It, it has to be a lot for you to keep up with because they're doing a few things now. Yep. And I work full time. Oh, another another thing full time <laughs> plus all that. That's that's a lot. But it's fun. So I, I like doing it because I like hearing new people uh, songs and meeting new people. And like I said, I wouldn't have got to meet you if I hadn't done this uh, countdown. So I'm glad to meet you. Likewise. So introduce yourself to everybody, Heather. Um, so I'm Heather Ragnars. I'm a singer songwriter. I'm also studying composition because I would like to score to picture. Um, I really like old school music, so I think that those influences sometimes shine through in my writing. Um, and right now I am recording my second EP, uh, which will come out this summer. So if people don't know that the way this works, Heather, is we'll talk, you can play music. Um, if you want me to bring music in instead of you playing it live, that's fine too, because now I know how to do that. Somebody showed me how. Okay. But uh, we'll just talk, talk about music, talk about how you got started. Um, and then there's really no, no set rhyme or reason. We'll just figure it out as we go. Perfect. So you were saying that you want to do composition. So what makes you want to do stuff like that, right? Music for movies and shows. Uh, it's really, uh, I guess, kind of by fluke that I kind of got interested in that. But when I think about it, a lot of the music I discover, it's because I hear it in a movie or a TV show. Um, and a couple of years ago, I was working in a daycare um, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with music. I was releasing music, you know, um, and, and playing shows. But then I just kind of I saw this thing like become a film composer. And it was just an advertisement for class. Mm -hmm. And I took that class and learned to score a picture and something the teacher said inspired me to go back to university to study it full time um so now when i watch movies and stuff i'm listening especially for for the music which i and i find it really fascinating Just, it's funny that you say that because your song that's in the countdown now crazy love my family hears all the songs in Canton so much that they don't want me to play it anymore. <laughs> they like, I, I'll hear it eventually, but they were listening <laughs> and my wife heard your song. She goes, that should be like in a James Bond movie or something. Oh, that's nice to hear. You tell her I said, thank you. That means I, a lot. I will. She likes that stuff. And I, I like music too. I've always been interested in like for music. Now you say composition. Are you thinking more, explain that for me. Is it more of like the, the so songs actually or like the score that you want to do where like the background noise is somebody's walking through through a room well it's kind of funny so um i went into school really with that in mind doing the instrumental music for film which okay. you know wasn't that into the instrumental side um until a few years ago but now on the side with school, I'm also working at a sync agency. So we essentially, our focus is to get already written and recorded and produced songs um, to music supervisors to get those into TV and film. So I also have some eggs in that basket. And 
and hopefully crazy love will make make its way into at least some tv shows um so, but i'm interested in both so tell everybody because you, you said that it's interesting that you work at a sink placement tell everybody you're basically your day like i'm sure you get like tons and tons of music that you listen to um so i'm part of a team so so we um and I'm also a full-time student. So um, my day is something like, you know, if I have classes, I'll go to those. And then maybe I'll have a meeting with the team. Uh, we'll have a certain amount of music, you know. Um, one way that artists uh, kind of get to know us is that they'll come to our event called the Lunch and Listen that we do every Friday. Mm -hmm. um, the company is called a matter of music. So people would go on their site um, and uh, submit a song. Uh, and then on Fridays we listen and then we give feedback, you know, and say, okay, this one, this would work well for um, a teen show, or this would work well in a crime drama or whatever. And we might suggest some edits that work well for sync. Uh, so yeah, so part of, part of my day might be listening to someone's full catalog. Let's say if, if, if we really are taken by their music, we might say, can you send us more of your music? Mm -hmm. And then we'll each kind of listen and um, decide together what would work best um, for the things we're gonna pitch for. But of course, I'm, I'm also, you know, composing and recording my own music. So, uh, you know, changing, just day to day, I just really have to juggle these things and and try to stay on top of everything. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. And um, I, I know for for sync writing is a little different than a regular songwriting. So tell ever if you can tell people what what you're looking for in a sync song, because when people say sync, you got to think it's like it's, it syncs with TV shows and movies, video games. So it's not like your typical songwriter song that would work, right? I mean, it depends. So, I mean, because you you could potentially, you know, let's say a music supervisor wants uh, a song about courage. Mm -hmm. um, if you sit down and write a song about courage and it doesn't resonate with you, the music supervisor is gonna be like, this This is fluff. Like I can tell that that this is not coming from a genuine place. Um, and sometimes someone has already written something that'll work. Um, the main thing is you don't want it to be too specific. You don't want to be like, I went to see my friend Gary on 6th Street and I was wearing a yellow shirt, you know, um, because it has to be vague enough that you can attach it to, um, you can kind of attach a new meaning. So you don't want it to be too specific. Um, and so a lot of the music is just kind of written from the heart and that could definitely work. It also has to be, you know, good broadcast quality, but there's a wide range of music that can work depending on the project. Okay. Yeah. So what got you into the music? What made you want to pick up the piano, the guitar and start playing and doing all this stuff? Um, when I was younger, um, my parents uh, used to sing uh, together in the house, um, you know, arias, like opera, like, um, and 
I guess uh, I started singing when I was a baby, apparently. So I guess we were just uh, around a lot of music in the house. Um, and then my parents put me in piano lessons. And I, I think for uh, like a big part of me just stayed in piano lessons out of guilt because they had been paying for the lessons. And I was like, well, I'm not going to quit now. Even though they said, you know, you don't have to take piano lessons if you're not interested. And I'm like, no, no, I love it. But I actually hated sitting at the piano having to count. I used to get so angry. They were like, no, that's not how it goes. You have to count and you, you have to do what's on the paper. And then um, when I was maybe 12, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to buy some like Disney books or whatever. I'm going to get some piano music that I want. And I, and I started to realize, oh, I can also just play chords and I could sing whatever I want. So a couple of years into that, I started to write music. And one day my sister was like, hey, what, what was that song that, that you were singing? And I, I was like too embarrassed to say it was my song, but eventually I I, I was like, okay, like I've been kind of writing these little songs. And she was like, well, why don't you pursue music? And I was like, no, that's crazy. Um, but she was like, no, just just do it. So I kind of, kind of just uh, kept writing and started playing shows. And, you know, it's always a little bit of chance and a little bit of, I, I think anyway. Now, did I, I read you were from Iceland originally, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've never been to Iceland. I would love to go. Tell everybody yeah. you're you're now. I think you're in Canada, right? You're not in you're not in Iceland anymore, right? Yeah, I'm in Montreal. Okay. okay. Um, so, what was when did you leave Iceland? Did you were you there for your majority of your childhood? No, I was born there. Um, I've been kind of like going back and forth my whole life okay i spent some of the years in iceland i also spent some years in madison wisconsin um and i moved to canada when i was eight so um and i haven't been back to madison a lot but i do go back and forth between um iceland and canada um and i was lucky you know my parents spoke to us in icelandic so we managed to to keep the language and and we've we have strong ties to it. Um, and a lot of my family still lives there. Um, I don't know if that answers the question, but uh, yeah, I'm, I would say I'm Icelandic and I'm Canadian, you know? Well, my, my wife is from, from Germany, so I always like listening to other cultures. She took me to Germany and apparently I don't believe in air conditioning there because everything is straight open your window and we went in the middle of june you know so we it was really really hot but iceland is like to me there's like a few few places i'd love to go i haven't been to canada yet i gotta get a passport mine's expired the last time i went anywhere was i've been married how many years 14 years so it's been about 14 years since i've been out of out of country which now i mean it's hard to go out of country anyway so but in the future, I would love to go to places like Scotland, Ireland, Iceland is on there, Australia, stuff like that. So is and we'll go we'll get back to music because like I said, this is going. I'm gonna go on tangents and we'll talk about all kinds of stuff that just pops up. It's just the way I, I, I do it. Mm-hmm. How is Iceland? Now you say Iceland. My automatic assumption is everything made at ice, which I know I'm sure that's not it. But what kind of give me a visual of of Iceland? What's it like there? Okay. Um. 
it's not very snowy. It's very windy. Mm-hmm. It rains often. Um, you get you get like summer days, but you, you know, I would say you rarely have kind of t-shirt weather. Maybe that's because I live in Montreal, so we get really warm weather in the summer. Um, we have one thing that's interesting is that uh, half the year it's bright twenty four seven, and half the year is pretty dark. Uh, there's, it's very, you know, geologically speaking, it's very diverse. There are volcanoes, there are glaciers, uh, there are mountains. There are not a lot of trees. Um, and, and then there are the hot springs, of course, people like the hot springs. Um, so that's why I guess it's the land of ice and fire. Okay. Uh, Sounds like a Game of Thrones book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And some of the scenes were actually uh, filmed there. Really? And I, yeah, and I wanted to go with one of my friends. And uh, it was the cave where Jon Snow and what was her name? Egrid, maybe? Uh, they, yeah. it, I'm Egret, yeah, with okay. T at the end they had their first like love scene in this cave and it was on like some private land and we wanted to go. And it turned out that tourists had um, polluted the, the cave so much that the owners of the land had closed it to the public. It was really disappointing. See that, that always pisses me off. And some, you, you get to something like that, respect people's property, respect, you're getting to see something that you obviously it's, if you've ever been in a movie, it, it's. I had this conversation with a friend of mine, Ben. He used to write screenplays, and we were talking about being in movies. And I've, I did extra work when I was younger. And it's so it's so weird that everybody wants to be part of it. They want to see it. But when you get there, I mean, you're literally there all day for just like a, a short amount of time. But even that, the people that are watching or they close it off, you still should respect the the set and the scenery and, and not not junk it up. I, I can't stand when somebody does that. That, that bothers me so much. Why? See, tangent. Yeah. Sorry, tangent. Oh, no, trust me. Like, uh, don't get me started because that kind of thing makes me really mad. Or people who, um, you know, Iceland, you know, there's a lot of nature to see, but you need to be careful. Nature is is big and it's powerful. And, you know, there are, there are protocols in place. For example, you can... Um, say where you are like you can register to say like where you're going off into nature because if you get lost uh, a, a volunteer search party is going to go look for you and i i just think like if you're going into nature first of all know what you're dealing with you know get a little bit of advice about it don't just like you know th- throw caution to the wind because if you're not careful, you're putting yourself in danger and people are going to have to go look for you. And if they're volunteers, I mean, you know, they're volunteering that time. I just, I think people should be very careful when they're, you know, tourists to respect. So what, what kind of animals, like here in Georgia, I mean, the one thing is like bears. That's kind of mm-hmm. what they tell. What is the animals in Canada and Iceland that you have to be aware of? I know we went to Maine. We had there was like moose crossings. Is that what it's like in Canada? Uh, I have to admit, I've never seen a moose here. Um, I mean, I live in a big city. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't. 
I haven't even been, you know, I haven't been to uh, all the maritime countries, uh, uh, sorry, islands or provinces, sorry. Wow. Um, and I have not been to BC. That's uh, on the other end. I know that there are, you know, bears and moose and all these beautiful animals here. Uh, I've mostly seen squirrels, to be perfectly honest with you. I know there's some coyotes to watch out for, like close to the city. Um, but other than that, I, I haven't seen much because I haven't, because always like when, when we have time off, I probably go to Iceland more. Um, so I haven't been able to explore Canada that much. Um, and in Iceland, uh, puffins, you know, those cute little birds. Um, there's a lot of sheep. Um, I, I've, I've been whale watching the, um, okay. you know, one of the national treasures was um, a whale named Ke uh, Keiko. And that was the whale from Free Willy. I went to see oh. him once. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think the whale probably died by now, but I that was like, yeah, it's been a while. I know when I, we went to California, I took my kids and we went whale watching and seals, I guess, came before it. So that you could always get that, that waft of seals. They don't tell you that when you're whale watching that they are, they're going to be following, they're following the whales, stay away. So, because it was, I think it was like the humpback, so they wouldn't eat the seals, but they were following them for safety. All of a sudden, you're out there, and then you get this wave of just like wet, stinky animal, and you know the whale is coming because the seals are right there. <laughs> it was horrible. My kids are like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Because <laughs> I've got Aww. twins that are eleven. Oh, that's amazing. So, are they boys or girls? Boy and a girl. Oh. Boy and a girl. So I, my oldest is 24, and um, I've got twins now that are 11, about to be 12 in August. And between that and music, and they're not here. They're actually with their mom to see uh, my oldest and Warner Robbins. So I'm here with the dogs. You're going to hear dogs bark, I'm sure, here in a little bit. I love dogs. I, I saw one passing there in the background. That was Buddy. That oh. was Buddy. He's over, there, he's over there sleeping now. If I had like a portable camera, I would turn it and let you see him. He sleeps on his back with his legs up in the air. Weirdest oh, thing. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> he's a he's a pit bull shepherd mix. So he's a big dog. He's about a hundred pounds. He just lays there with his feet up in the air. Oh, I love pit bulls. Oh, bad gas though. The horrible gas for pit bulls. <laughs> horrible. So, are you getting a play anywhere up in Canada? Or is it still kind of everything shut down? Uh, honestly, I know. Last summer, I probably could have played a couple places. Even at the park, we had some open mics, but like mm -hmm. um, we have we have a curfew right now. We have to be home by 9.30 p.m. Um, Is that because of COVID or just in general? COVID, COVID, yeah. Uh, it was 8 p.m. we had to be home, but they extended it now to 9.30 p.m. Um, I can barely handle being at a picnic, you know, because people like will come up and like try to hug you. And I'm like, no, I don't want hugs right now. <laughs> um, so even if things opened up, I'm not sure how comfortable I would be. I did go and record, uh, but there was, you know, four of us, we had plexiglass, uh, we had our masks, but everything is such an ordeal, you know? So 
I'm not sure when the next time I'm going to be able to perform is. Now you were mentioning um, that you play piano, obviously, which every, and you're not the only person, whatever, whatever reason, when I hear people say they, they were taught piano, nobody seems to like it. They always hate playing piano, I guess, because they're counting and they have to stick to the schedule. But do you play anything else besides piano? Uh, like I wouldn't, I don't usually list guitar. I'm not that good. You know, I'm like mm -hmm. a campfire guitarist. Um, okay. I do a weekly live stream and a couple weeks ago, for some reason, the, the keyboard, like there was no sound coming out of it. So I, I grabbed the guitar and people were like, you play guitar? And I was like, kind of, uh, but I, I do love playing piano. What I didn't like, and I think that probably a lot of people feel this way is uh, you have to uh, like, you know, they, they are teaching you all this classical repertoire and you're kind of like, but I want to play pop songs, you know, <laughs> or so then I started to just do that on the side, you know, and just not telling my teachers because a lot of music teachers are like, you know, you don't need to learn that kind of thing. Right. But that's probably why you took it up in the first place is for, for that very reason. Who, who did you, who made you want to pick up that piano or play guitar? Or I know you said your parents wanted you to, but who, uh, who influenced you musically wise? Oh, um, like Billy Joel, Cat okay. Stevens, uh, Alicia Keys. Those have been some influences. Um, but of course, when I started, it was just because my parents wanted to put me in piano classes, and I, I'm really glad they did. A lot of times what I hear is, you know, oh, I started doing piano, but I quit. I wish I hadn't quit, you know, and I, I uh, my sister and I, we, we were both taking piano and ballet. I quit ballet because I couldn't stand it anymore. She quit piano and she stayed mm -hmm. in, in dance. So, you know. Now you have to. Ask, what is the the left hand and the right hand's purpose in a piano? Um. Well, when the piano became like when they extended it, however many years ago, maybe it was hundreds of years ago. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to know this, <laughs> but the point was that it could kind of uh, take on the whole the role of the whole orchestra. So uh, you know, technically, the left hand is playing the bass. And then the right hand is playing the melody, but of course there are a bunch of, of uh, exceptions to that rule. And, you know, sometimes you'll have, sometimes you'll have a switch, you know, um, like the right hand will play melody and then the left hand will play. Um, there's, there are some rules such as, you know, um, the lower you go on the piano, the less good the um, close, notes sound and the higher you go you know like the more you can have the closer it's okay to have the notes but honestly they could take on many roles and that's actually one of the challenges because if you play piano and then you are arranging for a whole band you know the bassist might be like well what am I supposed to do you're already playing a bass line kind of thing and then you're like okay I'll, I'll just play like over here kind of thing yeah, I'm trying to teach myself piano. I can play in the key of C if as long as it's three chords at a time. I can't go past that right now. So, because 
I realized that like when you put your hands for the C placement, if you if you skip two to the ivories and you go over, you're back at C. It's like, oh, that's easy. So it's C, D minor, E minor. I got it. So I figured out how to do that. But I kind of cheated. My my keyboard has like the, the, the chords below it so I can see what I'm doing. So I'll do it just enough to play um, a, a rhythm in my head because I can't read music. I, I tried. I got to where I could. I, I did it for a while, but I just can't read music. I got my my I don't know OCD or if it's just I just got bored with it and I just learned to play guitar by taking chords and playing it. I wish I could play the piano and I want to learn and I said it, but I've got to sit down and actually force myself to do it. But I'm always curious, like, okay, well, what is this hand doing? I have my horrible time, so how am I going to count on this hand and do melody in this hand and write? It's a lot goes into it. So I'm I'm always amazed at people that can play piano. I mean, I feel the same way about guitar. I can play it, but I really like that I could see what I'm doing on the piano. You know, I'm not supposed to be staring at it all the time, and a lot of times I don't have to look. But, but you know, it, everything is in front of you, and... I don't know, guitar, it's like, you know, when you're on piano, it's like you go from left to right and you've got the notes, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. And then on when you're on guitar, it's like, okay, you've got F here and G, but if you go lower, then, then you have another row. And so I always am amazed at guitarists when I see them playing because I'm just like, but you have to, if you want to look, you have to kind of like crouch your neck <laughs> kind of thing. Yep. So. I, I, I guess you just learned from both because I used to play in the dark so I would remember where it's at so I would finger pick and I'd put it in the dark and then that way I wouldn't have to look and I just know where my fingers are but the problem I came into and I still have the problem is oh, if I use a, a, if a, I use a pick I have to look sometimes because it will mess me up I don't know I can't feel it so <laughs> do you want to play a song or do you want me to put one yeah uh, I also you also what Ooh, that's a I don't remember what I was going to say, but it wasn't important. It was something, oh, I don't like playing with a pick. When people are like, what? It'll be easier if you take a pick. And I'm like, no, it's not easier. It's another thing to learn. But um, for yeah. you decide. I could either play live or we could play a recording. Well, you, you got all your stuff there. I'll play live. I always get everybody to play live. I just, like I said, I have recently found out how to do the recording, bring it into it because you sh the share screen part. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, when I do like album reviews for people on Zoom, then that's how I do it. I'll I'll go like on Spotify if that's where their album is, and we'll play it, and then you'll talk about each song. So, because like, I'm a songwriter too, so I like to hear stories of the song. So, what song do you want to play first? Is that a picture of Amy Black I'm looking at? It's uh, Amy Winehouse. Winehouse, not Amy yeah. Black. Amy Winehouse. I was thinking uh, back to Black. Okay, I have her song put under my name, Amy Winehouse. <laughs> Amy Black, yeah, I, that has a ring to it as well. Right. Um, yeah, this was actually, my sister found this in Portugal, I think, and she bought it, uh, this like street vendor had it because her daughter had painted it and she carried it around with her while she was backpacking in, in Europe. So I thought that was really sweet. I'm a big Amy Winehouse fan. Um, okay, what song am I playing first? Let's do, let's do uh, Crazy Love. Okay. The one that's, well, in the countdown. Um, and what's the story behind this song? Oh, um, well, uh, it's kind of about uh, being in a relationship and uh, if your 
both immature. It was kind of, we were both immature, but I felt like if I didn't step up and be kind of the adult, no one would be keeping it together. So that's kind of the meaning behind the song. I, I was uh, on a school field trip in Nicaragua and uh, we were going to see this like volcano and the melody kind of just came into my head. I don't know, maybe it was the scenery, but that's kind of how the idea came to me. Yeah, so that is that is the story of Crazy Love. Yeah, my, my wife will still tell you that she's a more mature one of the relationship and I have no problem admitting that. Men peak at 13. They do. I, I, they just do. <laughs> They're not going to change. <laughs> I don't know. I can be pretty immature myself. I'm not going to lie. What do you use for your audio? I use like a PreSonus for mine. I use a, a Rubik's. Okay. Uh, Roland, but it might be damaged. You still don't hear the piano? Mm -mm. I guess we should go with the recording. Okay. Well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that up real quick. And we'll listen to it. And let's see, go there. And because I was listening to the album that you had. And here we go. Crazy Love.
I always like the groove of that. Thank you. It's got like an old, it has like a, um, it always, when I heard your other one, because you, the I Know I'm Bad song, I just, the groove, it just reminded me, it has more bass line, but like the, the 60s kind of settings and like the old smoky bars and just somebody sitting on stage, maybe even the 20s, would just, I mean, I just like the groove of it. I like the feel for the song. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really like kind of old school music. Um, I can tell. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it i think i think all music it eventually it rolls around i was sitting there thinking about it like in the 80s they were taking music from like the 40s sometimes the 50s and bringing them up so then i started thinking like well, hell the 80s was only 30 years ago too so they're gonna start bringing these 80s songs and redoing them yeah exactly now do you you do covers too right because you do a, a streaming What's your favorite cover to do? Uh, oh, that is a very good question. I do have a few of them sometimes. <laughs> what what do you, what kind what kind of covers do you like doing? I like doing uh, this jazz song called um, "After You've Gone." Okay. The recording I listened to is from nineteen eighteen. Um, yeah. So. Well, the covers that I do because when I first started playing. I hated covers. I'm still not a big fan of doing covers just because I'm I'm more of a sorry. I want to play my own and I was always horrible with time. So I could never figure out to do it the right way. I had to do it my way. So I'll take a Prince song when doves cry and I'll change it and I'll play that out. Uh, I've changed Michael Jackson's um, beat it. So I've, I've changed the way it, and I do that. Um, I do a lot of Chris Stapleton just because the way I sing, my voice is loud and growly. Mm -hmm. So I can do some of his songs. But uh, so cold is my favorite that I like to do. I love Chris Stapleton's cold. I don't know that song, but I bet oh, it's wonderful. It is amazing. It is great. If, if you like the style of music that you're playing, you should go listen to it because it sounds a lot like that. That's kind of style. Just that it's got that bluesy R&B stuff back with it. I, 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 I have heard some of his music, but yeah, I should go have a better listen by the way um i think uh i think that sometimes it's even better you know like when you take some music if you're covering it people love it if you make it your own so i mean i think you should just embrace it you know i do i make a drinking game out of it oh really <laughs> when i'm at a bar because you know when you're playing at a bar or you're playing out you're trying to get people's attention so yeah. The way I do it is I'll take these songs and change them so that it's hard to, uh, to know what it is. I was like, if you can tell me what song I'm playing before I get to the hook, I'll buy you a drink. Nice. And it gets, it gets them to pay attention to. Yeah, but what if they guess too many of them and you have to buy a lot of drinks? Oh, it's only the first person to guess it. I always tell the first person to guess it. Scream it out. I don't care. It, nice. it, it teaches me too because I'm, I'm if I don't pay attention – or if I, if I get in my head too much and I'm counting everything and I'm seeing where I'm going, I'll, I'll completely screw the song up. But if, I'm, if I learn to play and have the stuff going on around me, then it makes it easier for me to, to interact with them. And it makes it more, even if I mess the song up, it doesn't matter because I've, I'm interacting there having a good time. Yeah, that's true. Which I will mess the song up, I promise. <laughs> I think that's a really cool way to grab their attention. 
I have a song because see, my band is, is Yes Ma'am stands for Middle Aged Men. That's what the M A M stands for. <laughs> because I'm 43 years old, most of the guys are in their 40s. The the singer and uh, the guitarist are in their late 30s, so they're still middle aged too. I, I tease them, but we'll get playing, and it's just it's fun to do that stuff. I've gotten better with timing and stuff like that with a band and we will take songs and we have to change them because more because of my timing issues is I can, I can hear it when there's a drum beat going, I can follow and I'll get in line. But if you're looking for me to lead it, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to do it. There's just no way. Yeah. I, after playing solo for a long time, you know, uh, I started like playing with, with a band, you know, like, but I would just like hire session musicians like once in a while for a big show. Mm -hmm. And they were like, count us in. And I'm like, that's, you're making me nervous. How do I do that? And I just feel like one, two, three, four. And they're like, can you, can you sing it? Can you count it in the right rhythm? I'm like, I'm sorry. Let me try that again. I I got nervous. (laughs) It's so embarrassing because, you know, of course you're sitting there, you, you know what the, the rhythm is, but you know, you have to be mindful of everyone around you and lead. And it's not, you know, I'm not a natural born leader. You know, I think it's, it's something that you practice. Yeah. You know, felt more complicated than it was kind of thing. Oh, it, well, it is because you get to see session musician. That's all they do. So like when you're doing your own songs, you wrote the song, you wrote the melody, you know, the timing and you're probably off the timing. I am anyway. So I know I'm off. I'm going to have to adjust it. But if, if they're like I said, they rely on me and I tell them, I tell them all the time. I said, you, if you want me to lead, I said, let me play for like the first bar and then just come in. And then I'll I'll fix what I need to. But if you're waiting on me, because I can't count it in my head. If if I had a count while I was playing, like you said, you were counting on the piano, it would drive me crazy. I could, I had something I could do it. Well, you know, I think I I don't usually count when I'm playing. Like something keeps you in time. Like sometimes I record. I always use a click track when I record, mm-hmm. and I used to get so mad when I heard the click the click track. Like, I hate the sound of, of like, something repetitive. I hate the sound of a ticking clock, for example. And I used to get so mad. And instead of, like, starting over, I just had to keep rolling. And so I started to just record with click track at home. So I've gotten a lot better with that kind of thing. But I still get nervous if I'm supposed to count people in. Even even if, if I could probably be like, okay, this is how it is. It's just the fact that I have to do something I'm not used to and like all eyes on me. I feel like, you know, oh, they're going to think I'm an idiot. I'm going to count wrong. And then they're going to think I'm stupid because all I have to do is count till four. (laughs) Well, not unless you're doing it three, four time or six, eight time. Then it messes you up too. Three, four throws me every time. It still throws me. It's hard for me to do a three, four time. So any of those waltzes just gets me every time. Yeah, I don't have any waltzes that I play. I play a lot in six eight, um, because it you know it's old school kind of, mm-hmm. all those ballads. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get too nerdy here about numbers. No, well, hell, most people that listen to this are musicians, and that they're they're the same way. They're like oh, six eight. They're they're telling me suspended, and I was like, look, I don't know the name of chords. I said GCD. What else do I need to know? 
So, but yeah, I mean, I don't mind that kind of talking. Most people don't that are musicians that listen to podcasts and, and the people that, that don't play, but they like to hear this stuff because yeah, it may be like a foreign language to them, but they're like, Oh, okay. Next time they're sitting in a conversation with musicians talking, they'll kind of get an idea. Like when my wife speaks German, I know when she's mad at me, I know the cuss words. (laughs) You pick up on stuff. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I had one person uh, at one of my live streams and I have a knob on my keyboard so I could just transpose. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody asks me for a song and it's usually a man, I'll kind of like, I'll start playing and I'll be like, mm, nope, this is not a good key and I'll change it. And this one person kept saying, don't worry, uh, you'll sound great in the original key. And, and like, I was kind of thinking like, but why should it do that if it's uncomfortable? You know? And, you know, there's all, there, there is a lot of thought that goes into every little detail. Um, and, and it's true. Sometimes non, or sometimes non-musicians want to know, they're like, you know, do you, do you hear the music in your head? Like, how does it happen? Or, you know, my boyfriend, he was saying, uh, you know, the guy who wrote the songs for Iron Maiden, I can't remember his name. I know he's in the band. He's like, he's a genius. And I'm like, or he just like worked really hard. He's like, he released 11 albums. And I'm like, yeah, but does that mean you're a genius? Or is that just like kind of an idea that people have in their head about it? That it makes you, that you know, that it's somehow rocket science or, you know, like this gift that, you know, only a select few people have. Now you said Iron Maiden. Do you listen to Iron Maiden too? Uh, I listen to it when he <laughs> listens to it. I mean, I think it's cool. I you know, I didn't grow up listening to that stuff, so. Uh, Have you drawn them over to your stuff more? I mean, yes, in a way. Now he likes to listen to Macy Gray. Okay. So, you know, I like he, Macy Gray. Well, yeah, she's great. He, he, he says that that's my influence. I mean, I don't listen to her I that could much. see that. I can I can see the sound. I mean, if you just heard about it, it's got you got that. Like I said, that that sound. Macy Gray's up there. Like I said, um, what's her name? I can hear like more like with, with like a Adele influences, but it's got it's weird because it's not. It is Adele and it's not. But you got like I said, Amy Winehouse, not Amy Black. See, I, I, I caught on. I remember her name. I know who she is. I just for the name right out of my head. It's got her kind of storytelling with that with Adele's kind of music, like the song uh, "Skyfall." Mm. That's that's yeah. what I kind of equate to what you do. Is that's that style? I don't know what you called it. I guess it's kind of pop now. Is what it is, but it's kind of pop blues or pop jazz. It's funny when somebody says, "What genre do you play?" I couldn't tell you. That's the most difficult question because you know you go. I could list my influences, but what if I don't sound like my influences? So, so, you know, when somebody tells you like what you just did, that you told me kind of what you're hearing, that is so valuable because if I was going to describe myself, I would probably give the wrong comparisons. And I don't think there's any wrong. Like when people ask me that, I say, my music is mutt music. It's a whole bunch of stuff mixed together. It's like a big old mutt. You're going to love it. It's just mutt. It's, it's got R&B, rock, country, but everything, listen to me talk. Everything comes out of my voice is going to be country. 
I could sing a rap song. It's going to be country rap. It's just not going to be anything different. So I go with what I know. Like I like Skinner, Southern Rock, Eagles, love the Eagles, Gary Allen, George Strait. I mean, there's a lot, a list of different ones that I'll pick up on. And it's like like Elvis. I just love that stuff. It doesn't, I think with music genres like that, people want to put you in there because they're trying to associate you with somebody. Because when you're playing covers, they know the people's songs. You're playing Michael Jackson. Okay, he was pop. But when you play your songs, I think they want to put it in a category so it helps them identify it a little bit more. Yeah, they do. And I mean, I I would I lean back on like Lana Del Rey and Amy Winehouse because they are modern singers who have retro influences i mean Mm -hmm. lana del rey she has more you know uh there are more hip-hop uh influences in her stuff than with amy uh but they both had something old school so maybe you know i wouldn't say that i sound like lana del rey but the concept is is there in some way shape or form you know um but yeah it's always uh, Adele, I, I, I do get that often. Uh, I'm not, I really like, like her first album. I really liked what she did with like the backup vocals and the sound she created, but I, I don't listen. There's no one I listen to like that. I'm like, this is, you know, the be all end all. And that's one of the things probably just also because that's how music is now. Now it's like playlists and like, I like this song by this person and I like, this by that person. Do you ever get uh, comparisons like Megan Trainer? Yeah, someone uh, someone said that the other day. Uh, I only know a couple of her songs, but I think that's also she does kind of a retro, yeah. influenced thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, you got kind of the look like her, but you're on your album cover stuff. You brought it like she did to the the older style, like the forties and the fifties, with your artwork. So I can see why. Now, who did the artwork for your album? Where did you get your pictures taken? Um, I had my photo taken by someone called Frank Lamb. He is a Montreal-based photographer. And he takes a lot of pictures of burlesque uh, dancers. And so I knew that he was really good with achieving kind of a retro look. Um, And then I had... Uh, my friend who's an artist her name is Marissa V she's a she's an amazing painter and um, does all kinds of art even like constructs things Um, and I sent her my photo and uh, and she kind of came up with like you know she turned it into an album cover okay yeah Yeah. so anybody like that that you want to promote and and give a shout out to be more i'm more than happy to have, have it because people i do have people from canada i mean that surprised me when i started doing the countdown i had a lot of people from canada send me their music i'm like wow you know to me i'm in georgia and to have people from another country another state was like that's pretty cool but another country is like oh my god these people and in canada and you guys got amazing songwriters up there yeah there's um there's a lot of cool music here. I just found out the other day that Joni Mitchell is Canadian. Really? Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's like we're neighbors. I really look forward to going to the States again. Um, 
because I want to go. Uh, I've been to Texas one time, uh, but I haven't like really done like I haven't done like those music cities, you mm-hmm. know. And I want to go to Memphis and I and uh, there's a lot of rappers in Atlanta, no? Yeah, Atlanta has a as a, a kind of a rap town. I mean, but you can I think you would fit in in some of the places like that, like Smithville Bar and things like that. They have, um, well, they may not have it anymore, but it, it's got kind of a, a retro scene to it. Like my stuff is more like outlaw stuff, country. So I, I fit in the bars. I don't really fit in rapper town. I mean, I was playing and Ti came in. I didn't know who the hell he was. So I'm like, oh, that's Ti. I was like, oh, okay, who's that? yeah that happens to the best of us one of my friends said you know she was like oh there's this famous guy in my living room once hold on a second she calls her dad dad who was that in our living room uh it was rod stewart i was like you forgot rod stewart was at your house oh wow was she young i have to ask if she was young because she may not know rod stewart I'm not sure how old she was. Maybe she was, maybe, I mean, she's, she's 30 now. Maybe she was young when it happened, but I mean, another one of my friends was 14 when she met George Clooney and she asked her mom, who was that old guy? (laughs) And her mom was like, what a waste. (laughs) That's kids are funny. I had a a buddy of mine we write with. He's been in a Grammy nominated band at Nashville and he came in the house to write and he's like, Kids are watching TV, and he came and said, hey, guys. They like, they turned around, hi, and then he went back to it. I was like, yeah, you, you, they don't know who you are, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. Well, let's hear another song. What song do you want to play? You may play next for you. Uh Oh, by the way, can you hear this? Now I can hear it. Okay. I could, I could play one live. All right. Yeah, I, I like live. I always get people to play live because, to me, if you can play live, then you can play out. No pressure. Yeah, that was that was a little bit of pressure there. Um, okay, so let's see if the balance is okay here. I think I'll do bench warmer. Um, the story behind bench warmer is uh, it's a love triangle, and uh, I'm I'm talking to the other woman. Uh, okay. And basically saying like, you know, what is there for the two of us to talk about? This is weird. Um, so.
good job thank you so you can play live you passed <laughs> thank you. you know what peggy lee is right mm-hmm. yeah, i don't know what made me think of it you're sitting there playing and all of a sudden roger rabbit popped in my head the what the song that she does the well jessica rabbit sings it but it's a peggy lee song why don't you do right and i'm yeah, like i love that song oh it's such a good song it is such yeah. a good song. So I was thinking like that and then a fever. That's the kind of, we were talking about genres and my mind went back to it. It's like, that's kind of where you're, you, that's where you would belong. If you were in that that time area, you would have perfect, that's what you brought forward. And I like that you changed it. The melody and your, and your piano playing was awesome, by the way. Thank it, you. It's just, it's just, I can feel the groove. Like normally with a guitar, it, it helps to have a drum beat. With a piano, you can play without that. I mean, they got the little button, but you didn't need it. So I'm sitting here listening to it. I'm like, that just, I bet you could sing that. I bet you, co- do you cover that song? Why don't you do Sometimes. right? Okay. Do, yeah. you, do you do Fever? I have not done Fever. Not yet. Okay. You should do but Fever. I should, yeah, I should learn that one. Yep. I, I want to learn it, but I don't sound right singing it. <laughs> yeah, but that would be what, that would be the twist. People would love that. I don't know I if they love it or it. not. I'm going to try it. I'll try it. I'll, I'll make it. You you do one version. I'll do a version and we'll play it. I'm down. <laughs> I don't know what key you want to put it in, though. <laughs> I always drop the key in the guitar. I found that if you drop it, because I got standard tuning, if you drop like a D, it makes it sound. It fits my voice better. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's really important just to to do whatever key you're comfortable in. I don't think they have a key that I'm comfortable in. <laughs> yeah, I I think there's a trick for it. Like, you know, like there's probably like a a key that's good for men and women, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't done the research. So I just kind of like the way I do my live streams is somebody just requests a song on the fly and I'm like, okay, if I'm com- if I'm kind of like familiar with it, I'll try it. And if it flops, well, it's just the internet. It's okay. Right. Um so, but the worst thing that happens is if I, you know, I, I turn my knob, I've transposed it. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then, you know, and then it's like, oh no, I'm halfway through the song. It turns out it's way too low. And I just have to, you know, either I have to be like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to put you guys through this. Or I just kind of, I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, something to be said for committing. See, now I, I love Tina Turner. 
And one of my favorite songs in the world is What's Love Got to Do With It? And I try to play it. And I can play the first half pretty good. It's when she gets that damn key change, it messes me up. I was like, I can't do it. I cannot I cannot change to go there. I'm just have to keep it in the same. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. I, I got to keep it in, in a key that's more comfortable. I, I just can't change it. I, I, I can't go to that weird sharp key that she does. It's strange. Whole way through is like A minor. And then she jumps up. It's crazy. But does it become like too high for your voice? It does. Okay. And so too hard to play either... on a guitar. <laughs> but you could just uh, transpose it down or put a transpose the whole thing down. Or you could just go down the octave and sing it lower. I'm going to figure it out. Whatever you want. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that song. That... Me too. It's always my go-to at karaoke. I played it at karaoke once and I remember they were like, so-and-so practiced his song for weeks. She just, she picked Tina Turner at random. And I was just like, I always sing this one. I feel like such a fraud right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it's such a good song. See, karaoke people are funny because I went, when I turned 40, I went to Vegas. That was, I took, that's what I wanted to do. And I had a buddy that was working at the Cirque du Soleil. So he took us around the, the backsides of, of Vegas and he took us to this bar over karaoke. So me and my buddy, cause it was me and my wife and a couple friends, we went him and his wife. So we went and sang karaoke at this back woods casino where they had karaoke. And apparently these people take it so serious, but we were drinking, having a good time. So I was singing his Elmo. I did a Lionel Richie song all in Elmo voice and people are like, Oh my God, what is he doing? I'm like, I'm drunk and having a good time. If you don't like it, there's the door, go somewhere else. Seriously. That's what karaoke is for. It's right. not well, they for took like... it so seriously. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, karaoke is supposed to be fun. My yeah. mom, when she was alive, she'd always tell me, uh, I always had to do Elvis, um, American trilogy because I when I was younger I used to emulate his voice and I would do like his his sound so I can some I can sound somewhat like Elvis when I sing so I'd always have to do that song because I could hit the the notes and the keys and whatever he did it, I could match it so I like doing that stuff but you get my first karaoke I did the dance by Garth Brooks oh my god it was horrible uh, another country song I don't know but. I, I do know about imitating people because I used to always imitate Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge. Okay, well, now I have to hear it. But I haven't <laughs> done it in years. Now I can't. I'll do Elvis if you do Nicole Kidman. That'll, that'll be the same day that we both present our, our version of Fever. <laughs> now, I can, do, I can do Elvis right now. I've done I've, people on this podcast that's heard me do it because that comes into a, a question I always ask the guests later about hidden talents. And you already said your hidden talent before I asked you. So, oh, no. It, yesteryear. That was once upon a time. Sorry, I'm trying to be dramatic. But let's hear the Elvis. Okay. <laughs> let's hear the Elvis. Everybody's heard this, but that's fine. You haven't heard it. I have not. Oh, wish I was in Atlantic Garden. Old times they are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Whoa, that was awesome. And I have to do like uh, Dr. Evil for my little girl. All I want is freaking laser beams on my sharks, okay? How about no? How about no? (laughs) 
Come on, now it's your turn. You have to do Nicole Kidman. Well, I can't do Nicole Kidman right now, but I can do Elastigirl. Tracy, that is not how I raised you. That is really good. Thank you. That is good. It's like Holly Hunter's in my head. It's like, what the hell? (laughs) See, that was fun. Now, tell everybody where they can find you at, Heather. All your social media and stuff like that. Um, Okay. I have I have a website, heatherragnars.com. I have my Facebook page, Heather Ragnars. I'll just spell out Ragnars. It's R-A-G-N-A-R-S. It's like the Viking from the show, but with an S at the end. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Heather underscore Ragnars. I'm also on Spotify. So as long as you know how to spell my name, you can can find me in a lot of places now do you find like with social media is it hard is it harder to get stuff through social media or do you have like a certain one that really works for you uh honestly i'm i've I've been doing these live streams just because i i'm so busy uh Mm. i'm hoping this summer i'll have more time maybe to even do tiktok as well just for fun you know do some duets and stuff uh, but I usually just stick to Facebook and Instagram. I have a YouTube uh, as well. Uh, but, you know, like there's only so many hours in a day and some of those hours have to be spent actually being creative. <laughs> um, you know, uh, if if I had someone follow me around with a, a camera and everything, maybe I could do all of them. But I usually just stick to Insta and Facebook. How about yeah. you? I mean, it, it is time consuming to do all of it, you know? Uh, well, I do because um, like I, I do have the, the countdown, the weekly countdown, which you're in right now. Mm-hmm. So every week I do that. Um, I usually do Instagram and Facebook, too. So and on top of that, now I'm doing the Georgia versus North Carolina songwriter showdown, which is um, we took eight songwriters from Georgia versus eight songwriters from North Carolina. And they're getting to post videos onto the Facebook page. And then the way people get votes for it is they get a point for a view, uh, two points for a like, and three points for a share. So that that's doing everything. And then plus the interviews that I do. Um, and then the um, album reviews, which we do. So all that stuff, like the, the best way I found is I finally got a website. And it's got all the links on it. It's just georgiasongbirds.com. It's got the links to the radio stations that play the countdown, uh, which thank you guys for, for doing that. Um, I'm trying to add more to it. I'm trying to get you guys even more, more publicity and more exposure as possible. Because uh, right now we're in 54 countries and I'm trying to get more stations to play, play your guys' music. Whoa. Um, and then... Um, yeah, I know. They told me that. I was like, holy crap. And then <laughs> now I know why I'm getting I'm getting people from Canada, from Australia, from I get a lot from Norway, which really surprised me. Because it's a country scene in Norway. I was like, really? And people was like, was your music only country that we can submit? I'm like, no, I take I'll take anything. The only things I can't take is because there's other radio stations playing, is I can't take rap with a lot of cussing. I just they won't play it. And then like hardcore heavy metal. They just won't play that either hmm. uh, because now, because it's a podcast, I'm doing an interview. You can play whatever you want to. I don't care. But if it's 
the countdown, I have to be a little bit more selective on that part just because I'm not the only place that is playing out. Right. So, but I try to get all that stuff for you because I put my stuff in there. My band's been in there. Yes, ma'am. I put my song. Only difference is when I put my stuff, I don't really promote it because it's not fair. I mean, I'm, I'm right here. So I'll play it just so it gets heard in, in the other countries. And then if they like it, they can vote. That's all I do. But it's, it, it is a lot. And I want to start a radio station, like an online radio station. My wife says, you better not start no damn station. <laughs> she says, you're so busy now. So you work because I work, I own a pest control company here in Georgia. I work all week long. And then on the weekends, my sister owns a heat and air company. I help her. Um, I said, I help her sell the stuff. So on the weekends, I'm sitting at Lowe's playing my guitar, usually talking to people and then doing all this other stuff too. So it, it's fun. I would, I would love to do this forever and I will, I'll do it as I told people, you got to take this away from me before I stop. It's fun because I get to meet people like you and I get to hear songs and stories and I get to hear Holly Hunter in my ear. Elastigirl. So I'll, I'll be like, hey, it's Elastigirl. And that was really good. Thank you. So I so, I hope that you do the radio. St- uh, sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, contradict your wife. Um, but I, 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 um, you're doing a lot. At some point, you're going to have to delegate. That's, yeah, that's, see, I, I've got to get paid before I can delegate because otherwise, I mean, I have to get an internship to do it because I do it for free. All of it's free. All of it's if you like, I'm building a studio. I'm doing it by hand. I was doing that about an hour before I reached out to you. I've got a, a studio that I'm actually building that I want to make. I'm going to turn into a, the, the dream of it is I'm going to turn it into, I don't know if you ever heard of Austin City Limits. Is it possible that I saw them live? Well, Austin is City. That a band? No, Austin City Limits is a TV show where they bands play live. It's on public access TV. I wonder if I, I've heard of it before, but uh, okay. So, so, so that's what that is though. And I, I want to do that here. I want to make it like a studio where you can come and record your songs and do like maybe live shows out of it too. That is super cool. You should definitely, you should definitely put up a Kickstarter or a, or something. Right. So that, yeah, because you deserve to get paid for all the things that you're doing and you're doing a lot and we all appreciate it. Oh, like I said, I'll, I'll do it till I do it for free and I don't mind. I want to get paid. Of course I, I'll take money. I'm not going to say no, that would be stupid. <laughs> if somebody <laughs> wants to sponsor me, absolutely. And, and that's where the, the countdown is not sponsored, but the, the songwriter showdown is, I got sponsored. I'm going to do it. Same thing with here. I think as I grow, I'm getting more and more people looking into it. I'll start getting more people reach out and not the weird people that are, Oh, I can help you do this and this. And no, no, I don't need that. I need money to help pay for everything. Yeah. And then, and then I can, then I can delegate it and pay somebody a little bit to help me because when I go on vacation, I can't carry my Mac with me. My wife would, I'd be like, you ever seen the movie RV? I'd be like the guy sitting there trying to find a, a signal <laughs> somewhere. Hang on. I'll be done in just a minute. No, hurry up. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to find a balance with uh, with the uh, music and everything because I mean, and also just in in COVID in in like the time we're in, it's just like when you work at home, when are you at home and when are you at work kind of thing? 
especially because it's fun work, but it's it's hard to to stop sometimes and just be like, I've done enough for today. Yeah, I love doing it. Like I said, that's that's the only reason why I do all this stuff. And and then I, I would just continue to do it even for free because I love to do it. I've been playing. I've been writing for 20 something years. I've been playing for maybe a little bit shorter than that, but I've always been a big music fan. I just have. I love music. I I started writing poems when I was like 13 to get out of essays because I couldn't write essays. So I wrote poems and it worked. It got me out. But it, it, it just that's just the way my brain would work. It's like I could sit there and I could put words and stories together. And it seems like such a waste when you have that kind of talent not to do something with it. I agree. So and I mean, like, same thing with you're playing and you're writing like you're you get that out and you have it's a it's a talent and you would do it if nobody listened that's how you know that's true that's how you know that you love it yeah that's true it is nice when people listen though yes it does help <laughs> see i can't get the, the way you do the, the facebook stuff that's to me is, is is so weird i can't get the idea of staring at a screen and playing i just i don't know it, it, that freaks me out more than playing in front of somebody Oh, it's, it's sometimes it's distracting. Let's say if, uh, if I'm getting direct messages at the same time or, mm -hmm. or if I'm playing and I, and I look at the comments to see like, what, if, what are people going to ask for next? And then I'll mess up the words because I'm reading <laughs> while I'm singing. And, and, you know, I, I went live before I came to talk to you tonight and, um, I couldn't read the comments. So I refreshed and it just ended the live stream. And I was like, I have five minutes to decide if I'm going to say sorry guys, or if I'm just going to play it cool and just act like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's weird, but honestly, it's a nice way to stay connected with your, with your following kind of thing. And, you know, sometimes I'll get a message that's like, you know, oh, it's my day or whatever. And, and then I'm like, thank you. Like, uh, some, sometimes, you know, I start to wonder like, why am I sitting in front of my camera? But but then it's all worth it in the end. Yeah. See, why I'm at, I have such bad internet that it I can't, it sucks to do that. Like, I'm talking to you, it's frozen twice. So I've heard you, but it's like that split second was like, and then it went into it. Could also be my internet. It's, it's not great. Maybe that's what happened earlier. I also, I get nervous if I have to record it. Part of the reason why I like going live is because I'm a perfectionist. And if I want to do a three minute song, I might sit there for hours and be like, it's not perfect. I'm not posting it. You know, <laughs> this way I just get in front of the, the camera and I'm like, what do you guys want to hear? And then, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's in the moment. And then I move on to something else. Now, do you remember all those songs or do you know them by heart? Or do you just have like, like with me, I have a guitar tab thing that I look at. Do you get something like that yeah. too? I just I just Google the chords. Sometimes okay. people ask me to play something that, you know, I haven't heard since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But if I remember it well enough, I'll go and I'll look up the chords and I'll try to play it. What's the most requested song that you get? Hey Jude. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know why, but people just love that song. And the first time I was like, all right, I'm ending here. I'm not going to do the na-na-na-na part. And this guy was like you have to do the na 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 part like that's like the most important part and i was like fine i'll do that part i've also been asked to do hotline bling and bohemian rhapsody and i'm not going to do those because you know 
what kind of cover of Bohemian Rhapsody could I do? It would just be embarrassing. Yeah, that's uh... either Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> My little girl loves Queen, but she loves it because she watched Wayne's World. Wayne's one or two, because I love one. number two. Or the Wayne's first one. Where uh, they, I've, I've seen that one once. Where they're sitting in a car and they're playing Bohemian Rhapsody off, and they start headbanging to it. <laughs> she loves that part. Of the, everybody loves that part of the movie. So she is watching that. My wife goes, you let her watch Wayne's World? I'm like, trust me, it's better than American Pie. She wanted to watch that, and I wouldn't let her. Oh, so I was man. like, no. She goes, Daddy, can I watch it? I was like, no, no, <laughs> not a chance. She said, well, I can't wait till I'm 18. I got a whole list of movies you wouldn't let me watch. I'm going to watch them. I said, you go right ahead. It's so cute. So do you want to play one more song before we let you go? Uh, sure. Um, okay, so this, this one is called One and Only. And it's, uh, what's it about? Oh, yeah. This guy purposely didn't tell me he had a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and I called him out on it. I said, I wouldn't have hung out with you if I knew you had a girlfriend. And he was like, that's why I didn't tell you. So this is called One and Only.
Very good. I had a cat running across my face. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song too. Thank you. So you have cats too. Yeah, my yeah, my wife likes to get animals. I, I'm not a very big cat person, but these cats have adopted me, and so I have to sleep with a damn thing. So I'm laying. I wrote a song about it a long time ago called Snuggle Bunny, because you wake oh. up and there's animals everywhere. Oh. So I, I I grew up. Animals didn't belong in a the house. They all stayed outside. They just did. Now if it got really cold, you brought them in because it was really cold. But otherwise, they stayed outside. My wife doesn't agree. So we've got two dogs two cats, a guinea pig. I have a farm inside my house, basically. It's, it drives me crazy. And this cat right here, her cat, sleeps on my chest in the middle of the night. It will jump on me in the middle of the night and wake me up just to get comfortable. Oh, that's so cute, though. So I, had, I had one cat that the, my favorite cat that we had, uh, we got him, we rescued him from the pound. And his name was Troy. Well, that cat would not go to anybody else but me. And I don't know why, because like I said, I'm not a cat person. I didn't put off cat vibes. It was one of those things that he came, he would lay on my throat in the middle of the night. He would just lay there. And he was a fat cat. So it was like, I couldn't breathe. I think you got to move. And then he would headbutt me five minutes before my alarm went off. No matter what time I set my alarm, five minutes before, he'd be headbutting me. What, trying to wake me up every time but i love that cat that was actually a really good cat oh i've had fun heather this has been fun yeah likewise thank so you to, for doing this oh not a problem thank you for for coming on the show and like i said thank you for sending your music to the uh to the countdown and it sent any many any song you want i don't care as many as you want i play one at a time i'll put it in a waiting list and then i'll i'll bring it in later but uh, tell everybody one more time where they can find you. Um, so, yeah. So my name is Heather Ragnars. Uh, Ragnars is spelled R-A-G-N-A-R-S. Um, I have a website, heatherragnars.com, YouTube, Spotify, probably more places, all the streaming services. All the streaming services. Um, yeah. And, oh, for the musicians, um, if you want uh, to have your music released for, uh, sorry, Reviewed for sync, you can go to a matter of music.com. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that too, because I'll send stuff in. I like for my band and I write music for other people too. So I'm right. actually doing a collaboration album. And what I'm doing is songs that I write or I co-write, I, I get other artists to sing them. And then I'm gonna actually release an album. Uh, I think I've got four or five songs so far on there. Um, so I may reach out to you about doing that, uh, if you want to sing one of them or if you want to write, I don't know if you co-write, do you like to co-write with people? Uh, yeah, I like to co-write. Um, and I'm also happy to sing on things that are already written. Um, I would be honored. Okay. Cause I'm thinking like, do I have anything that would, would like, would fit your voice? And I'm thinking probably not yet, but it, it, it may come to me. We may start co-writing with somebody like, Oh, Heather sings, this would be perfect for Heather's voice. She sings that kind of bluesy kind of sound, you know, slow, bluesy rhythm, Peggy Lee stuff. And so I'm going to bring another Fever song. You're going to sing Fever for two. <laughs> hey, we're, we're also going to sing Tina Turner one time, both of us. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the first part. You can take the key change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want the key change. I'm going to figure it out, though. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a version of Fever. So then it's your turn. 
we'll see which one how I'll we do it. it. Yep. So thank you again for for coming on the show, Heather. Thank you. Right. And this is the Georgia Songbirds, and that was Heather Regnars. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.